Welcome back to WagerAger. D-Nice, we've got a quad pod this time. We did the quad pod with the same crew last week. JJ, Yanni, Coach, what's happening, fellas? Believe what that. Up, what up? We have made it through the day. I don't know if we're going to make it through the week. The Capitol building is still intact. In Washington, <laughs> D.C. We are not a political podcast, but we'll just say that uh, that's why we exist. And that's why we're here to talk about sports to get our minds off of the bullshit in real life, right? We've got three more NFC games to talk about. Three games to talk through. We've got two Saturday games, one Sunday game. We're going to get right into it here. Rams and Seahawks, over under, 42 and a half. You can find some 42s out there. Three and a half point spread. I think this opened at three and a half. It says open or four and a half. I know I saw three and a half. Then it went to four and a half, got bet back down. Who wants to start this one off here? Just say I. I'm not even going to have you know an agenda. Just say I and take it from there. Full disclosure, I have Rams, Seahawks, for SF under 21 and a half. I believe Coach has that also. I could see mm-hmm. this being a grind to start. Who wants to lead it off? Just start talking. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants this. You want it, Dave. Uh, next you want game. It, next game. Tampa Bay and Washington. <laughs> <laughs> you know Tampa Bay that. and Washington. Uh, uh, you know, Rams, Seahawks, uh, as, as Dean Nice alluded to, uh, not alluded, said, uh, I, I'm on the under 21 and a half first first half um under it's the offenses are anemic on both sides right now the rams look lost um you have wofford or stafford or whatever the heck whatever his name is jared Goff could is. play it seems kind of up in the air but i don't know how healthy yeah. he's going to be and i don't know Does how much matter? of an upgrade it will so be so imagine yeah. how bad jared Goff played normally uh, and now imagine him trying to do it with a bum thumb yeah it's gonna be tough so i'm still gonna say those quarterbacks are relatively equal um, in terms of skill set at that point. So, you know, under all day there, um, you know, the, the Rams defense is solid, right? So Seahawks offense has been struggling. So the under is kind of the easy call there. Uh, 42 and a half, um, you know, a little low. Would like to see it a little higher to just fully dive in for the game. But first half of games, teams are usually figuring each other out. Um, they're amped up. So, you know, so I, I think that'll go under there. Um, I also would use that in a tease, though, just on multiple over-unders, but I'll go through that, I guess, as we get deeper into other games. Um, but I am going to throw that uh, over-under in into a tease. Teasing an over-under, usually not you know a popular play that we talk about, but hey, if it's a low over-under and you're really feeling this under, you're looking for something to you know throw into it, go for it. I mean, Seattle, I think we talked about it last week. I mean, they, they've had like three seasons in one. I don't even know where they're at right now. Like one week, I think I have them pegged and I'm like, okay, their, their defense is awful. And their defense has been awful for weeks on end. And they put it together. We're talking last week, Yanni about, you know, their defenses looked pretty good. I'm not going to say that they underachieved last week, their team total, the San Fran team total under, I think we had, it should have come home, but it didn't come uh, home <laughs> close, but not what quite. was with I'm that. Sorry. Seattle just starts running their offense at the end of the game, you know, instead of kneeling down or whatever. I, I don't understand what happened. It's bullshit is what it is. I really it's, don't get it, it. It's what San Francisco has done all year, though. They don't score all game, and then they'll blow 21 points out of the water in the fourth quarter. With CJ beat hard or not Jimmy G. <laughs> Bethard, beat okay, hard. be nice. <laughs> beat me hard. Yeah. This game, I could see, you know, being a grind at the beginning. I think we're going to have Wofford. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And if it's not yep. right, then who cares? He's scrambling quarterback. I could see them grinding out, you know, six, seven points in the first half. 
we know what Seattle does and Seattle right now, if I had to pin them down and I know I said that I can't pin them down, but if I had to try to, I'd say, look back a week, a week ago, a year ago in the playoffs where they would just kind of like dick around Millie. I don't even know what word I'm saying. Millie yeah, mill around. Yeah, Millie around. Millie around mosey around mosey around is probably the word I'm looking for. Nope. But nope. Not the word you're looking for. Should have nope. just, should have <laughs> just kept it with Dick around in the first half and then pull it together and be like, all right, we're going to let Russ do his thing in the second half. I think that's yep. what they're doing right now. Why are they doing well, that? That's how they started the season. Was, we're going to let Russ do his thing for the whole game. And they should have let that, that continue for the whole game. Stopped. I guess maybe you're concerned about getting Russ hurt, but let's let Russ cook, as they said, and let Russ cook was like, we heard about it. And we heard that term day in and day out for like the first, first six weeks of the season, probably. And now it's just like, what happened? It's hard to pin these two teams down, but that's where they're at right now. That's why I like the first half under, and I don't have anything else on this game. JJ, Yanni, any other thoughts? I I like this Rams defense a lot. Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. very good defense. I, I would add a couple things. I think you do have two of the better defenses in the playoffs here. Um, you know, little concern with Jamal Adams banged up on, on the Seattle side, but I, it looks like he's probably going to play. I mean, how effective will be? I don't know. He had finally started to come on and, and kind of be that Pro Bowl player that they traded for there. There's a couple really interesting things here, though. Quarterbacks making their first playoff start. I saw this stat when I was doing a little research earlier since like, I think it was 2002 or four or something like that. Um, five and 17 against the spread. Not good. Um, not, not good. And when you looked at it further, a couple of those quarterbacks that had the wins were Tony Romo, Matt Hasselbeck. So, I mean, quality, capable players. We're talking about when you've got the, there were guys on that list like Connor Cook and, you know, players like that. I mean, <laughs> Do you remember that game? He came in for Derek Carr, right? Yes, was great. Heard it. Oh Connor my God, that Cook. was bad. But yeah. Josh Allen's probably on that list. You've got Nick Foles is probably on that list also. Did yeah. Matt yeah, McGloin end up playing that game? Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> it, it was an interesting list though, but I think when you oh. look at Wofford there, I mean, you got to think that he's going to fall into that category of, of those 19 losses or whatever it was, five and 19 against the spread. So, you know, I, I don't like that Rams offense with him there. I don't like it with Jared Goff, as you guys said. And like you said, Goff may play, although it doesn't look like he's trending to play. Um, but I, I agree. I think the under is, is a, a sound play. And I do like the first half under as well. I think, you know, we talked a little bit out of the others, or I did at least talked a little bit out the other side of my mouth on, on the AFC podcast about how, you know, sometimes there's jitters and not, but I think you can look at Wofford and say, he's probably going to have some jitters. Right. And then you look at Seattle and what do they do? They just kind of sputter around with the other team until the end when Russ needs to make it happen. So I like that first half underplay. I also do like laying the chalk there with the Seahawks. And I, I realize I'm giving plays of laying points and overs in, in a, in a wild card round, which is probably a pretty squarey squareison. Yeah. Squares could I'm be the over but, guy. <laughs> <laughs> squares could be, but I'm, you know, I'm with you on the under on this one though. So I got that. But again, end of the day here, I think when you kind of look at that, I think you got to take the Seahawks here. If you're, if you want to play the, the spread and I think the total, the under is definitely the play. And I like that first half under. Seahawks would be the play. If I had to do any team totals too, I'd lean Rams team total under. I don't have it up in front of me. If there is a 20 and a half out there, I would like that. If there's a 19 and a half, maybe veer away. There's With a an 19 over-under. and a half out there. And, you know, the only yeah. thing that yeah. concerns CBS me is a 
Yeah. The only thing that concerns me on that a little bit is we got burned with that with San Francisco. That's last what I was week, just right? thinking. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we were on the right side of that. Yeah, we were on the right side of that, but we got backdoored pretty good. So I hate the back door. That sounded bad too, but I, I just don't like it when that happens. And I could definitely see that happening. 20 and a half, you could sell me on 19 and a half. I would just have, you know, remembrances of what happened with San Fran. I'm looking at some stats here and then we'll move on to the next game. Run success rate, sharp football stats, Seattle ranked number one overall in the NFL. I didn't realize that how, how solid the run game was. And you know that Pete Carroll, that whole team and just looking, I'd be like, well, let's establish the run and be like, maybe you guys should just let Russ cook there, but run success rate. Number one, overall, Tennessee, number two, Tennessee was hovering up there all year and your Buffalo bills, number one in uh past success rate, green Bay, number two. So any, mm-hmm. any closing thoughts here? If not, we'll move on to what FedEx field in Washington. I can't believe they're hosting. Put a bow no, on good. that game. Okay. Put, put a, a bow, bow on, on that, that game. Put a bow on that, and we'll go down to Washington. If Washington is, uh, you know, still a city on the weekend, Washington and Tampa Bay, <laughs> Washington and Tampa Bay, over under forty five. I haven't done anything with that total point spread. It's been moving around in that like seven and a half, nine and a half range. Actually, I don't think I've seen nine and a half. I saw nine the other day though. Right now, eight basically painted across the board. Coach, we'll start off with you. You were talking us through Tampa Bay last week. I'm sure you're on Tampa Bay one way or another in this game. Tell us about it. Uh, on on Tampa Bay minus seven and a half, I'm probably going to dive into a couple other things. Uh, I like a couple props in there, uh, probably more so than others. I haven't gotten to delve too far. Um, but, you know, Mike Evans, it's, you know, trending to play, but not trending to play at the same time. It's one of those, you know, he may or may not. Um, but if he doesn't, you got some good Antonio Brown looks at the early numbers because, yeah, uh, you know, the way the books have set it up is Mike Evans is going to be in those um, player props. So you might get a good number on Antonio Brown. Uh, I, I really look at and I'll just use the Eagles Washington game and not to go into the whole rigmarole around the Eagles with that, uh, which I would love to. But if you we'll if save you it just for the look, off season, it's yeah, a long off season. We can go off about that situation. Different conversation. Uh, but looking at that game, right? Like that Washington offense is bad <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. make sense as to why they're bad. They have one of the top rated offensive lines in the league. Terry McLaurin's pretty good. They have a good wide receiver in Sims. They have another guy named Sims who I don't remember, but he's pretty solid as a fourth year guy. Um, you know, Logan Thomas is a real solid, uh, tight end, you know, McKissick is a good scat back and you have Gibson as a good running back, like on paper, they should be good. Yeah. Problem is their and, quarterbacks suck. Yeah, exactly. So the quarterback drives the bus there, right? So looking at that, they don't score more than 20 points very often at all, even against mediocre competition, right? Against the Eagles, 20 points. Well, guess what? The Eagles had nine players out and I think five of them were on defense six of them were on defense um you know and Washington you know turns the ball over against lesser competition and then you go up against this buck defense which if you listen last week I kind of went on and pontificated on but one of the best defensive lines in the league they are going to be missing uh Devin White uh, a stud linebacker but they still have Levante David back there they have a really solid long secondary who will play well against this wide receiver group um, and they get after the quarterback, and neither of their quarterbacks are mobile to the point where they're even talking about splitting series, series, is? series, series, <laughs> series, series, is? series between, is a word, right? <laughs> between Smith and I think it's Taylor Heineke or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, 
And you just listen to me say that and you read about that and go, yeah, no, there's no way. The only way they cover that is if that stud defense, which is a stud, right, plays out of their minds. Now it's in there, it's capable, but I do look at their corners uh, and this guy named Crisp, I think his name was, and I I didn't even know who he was until last week. Um, They're really big on him. I think he's going to fold in the playoffs. He folded a couple times against on a couple routes that the Eagles just missed. Uh, Tom Brady won't be missing those, right? So my long-winded way of saying all about the Bucks, seven and a half all day. Um, this line actually came down from eight, surprisingly, uh, which I'm I'm really just not sure why. Uh, maybe because everyone's banking on their the Washington defense playing well, but by and large, uh, Tampa Bay all day. I haven't gotten to delve into their team total yet. I'm going to do that when someone else is talking and then interrupt as I'm so good at. Um, (laughs) Well, I do the same thing, (laughs) but technically I'm the host and I guess I'm allowed to do that a little bit more. No, but I hear you. Like it's, it's Tampa Bay or nothing. I mean, I think that the only way as I just interrupt you entirely, but I think the only way that Washington covers this spread and not win the game, like I don't think there's much of a chance to win this game. Like, if they no. won this game, I think that would be right up there with, do you remember when Tebow and the Broncos were like nine point underdogs and Beat I the said Steelers oh. and they won that game in OT, that would be on the level of this game. Maybe mm-hmm. last year too, when the Titans ripped off that game against the Patriots and nobody saw it coming, maybe on yep. that level, but probably even more because this offense is just so anemic. I think the only way that they cover this spread is if they have zero turnovers. And we know that, the Redskins are not the Redskins. We know that the Washington football team is not capable of that. I mean, Alex Smith has been turning the ball over. I mean, their highest scoring game of the season, Washington, 41 points. I think Alex Smith still turned the ball over twice since yep. that point. They're just the standard. Okay. Yeah. Since then last five games, 23 points, 23, 23, 20, 20, 20. So we basically know what they have offensively. Like they're going to be in that range and it might even be tough for them to get there. They're going to be good for 20 points. Guess what? You need more than 20 points to beat this Tampa team. It could be 31, 20. And I think 20 is that high watermark. Alex Smith Mm -hmm. is banged up. Heineke, maybe he looks good in practice. He looks good in some game action. 20 is their high watermark. I don't know what the uh, team total over under is. I'll probably lay off. I've got Tampa Bay in a tease. I'm going to be looking at live lines too. Because coach, yeah, as you all, day. Said, all day, coach, as you said, if if Tampa comes out in that first series, the first two series is, and if they look good, I mean, it's Tampa all day, Tampa all day. Yeah. Take a look at the weather too. Looks like it's going to be a little cold. Southern team coming north. I mean, Tom Brady's played in plenty of cold weather though. But sometimes, like if you're looking for a recipe for a team to stumble as a big favorite, that could be it on the road. Uh, Capitol building on fire probably doesn't help. Uh, <laughs> yeah they're a little distracted up there in washington right right, right. and just yeah so i i think that it's that it's tampa or, or nothing jj Ariani, you, you have anything else in this game i mean talk me into washington or don't nope. talk me into washington i haven't no? teased right. yeah. i chickened out i teased him mm. yeah i i did the same i teased them when they were at uh seven and a half to make sure i got the minus same. one and a half um i i think the only oh. things i would add i think coach broke it down pretty well i Gut feeling tells me that this one could get ugly. Um, I I would not be surprised if it ends up being, you know, this this could be one of those 35 to 10 games, and I would not be shocked if that ended up happening. Um, so, again, I think if you're laying the points like Coach said, I think you're taking Tampa. I, I don't 
I don't think I can talk myself or, or anyone into taking Washington, but I will say this. Um, we talked about this briefly. If you are a live better, to me, this is the most ideal live betting game of the weekend. Um, because to, to what your point was, D-Nice there, if Tampa comes out, if they just get the ball and take it down the field with ease, they're going to roll in this game. Um, you know, so I think you got to look at that. Now, conversely, if that defensive line of Washington can get in Brady's grill and, you know, those first series or two, he looks rattled and uncomfortable in the pocket in that, all of a sudden, I do think there's a live bet opportunity for Washington at that point, but that's the only way I would take them. I would not take them before. I would have to see at least a series to see that, yep, that this is one of those, you know, call it Super Bowl Tom Brady games where the Giants defensive line is in his grill. That pass and, you know, rush is getting there. Yeah, yeah which again, I, I mean, that's their path to victory. And I just got to point out, man, they have, you know, coach was laying out their offense and how it should be better. They have no creativity on that offense. I, I mean, Scott Turner has to be the least creative offensive coordinator in the NFL. It, it's 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 mind-boggling. They have athletes on that offense that they should be able to do some things. You watch the teams like the Chiefs and the Packers that are putting up points, and you look at the creativity that an Andy Reid brings to the table there. They don't have that in Washington. So to your point, they're, <laughs> no. they're getting to you know they're they're stuck at that twenty you know twenty ish mark and and I every think game. Yeah, I, I'll be surprised if Tampa doesn't roll in this one. Um, but I will, like I said, live betting opportunities, keep an eye on that first series or two, see how it's going. If for whatever reason, Washington seems to be punching them in the mouth a little bit. At that point, that would be the only way I would pull the trigger on Washington. That here's, works. Here's what I like. Just checking. What do you like? If I'm going to sell some points here, if I'm going with the blowout theory, minus 13, we'll get you plus 163. That is a good thought. Yeah. I haven't done that in a few weeks, and I started doing that a little bit. Had you know varying success. I think we did that against the Buffalo, or not against Buffalo Bills, Bills against Steelers. I think we took an alt spread. I want to say, and we had some success. That's not a bad angle. Thirty-five ten sounds like a perfect score. Thirty-five ten, thirty-five seventeen, thirty-one seventeen would get you there. We know doesn't that your Washington- gut feeling. I mean, don't you guys gut feeling wise? Doesn't it seem like one of those that it should shape up to be that? sounds like a Saturday night game where I'm like, okay, I can move on with my Saturday night and do something else. And it's just something that's not entirely worth watching. Like I'll probably watch, you know, till the end regardless, but something like that, 35, 10, 35, 17. Yeah. So, so I want to jump in with you guys. One, one, and I forgot about this. You said, if you watch the deplorable Eagles game on Sunday versus this Washington football team, they brought up a statistic that said Washington has the worst points differential or one of the worst points differentials in the league at minus like 103 in the first half. In the second half, <laughs> they're like plus 104. It's a, it's a riverboat run. Super weird. You know, obviously that has, you know, the Eagles game from the beginning of the year in it, right? Up 17, nothing. And then they get blown out the rest of the way or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but if you look at that, the first half spreads minus four and a half. If they have the worst points differential, right at minus 100 and that's playing some pretty garbage teams as well along the way i also like minus four and a half first half i like gotta ask you guys did did you happen to catch uh the in the bucks game last week uh when brady threw they they had a i want to say second and goal and he threw an incompletion and they put the camera on him did you guys catch that 
No, no I did not. He, he, he turned happened? to the he turned to the bench, and you could read his lips, and you could even hear it a little bit. He goes. That was the worst fucking play ever called. <laughs> and I got to admit, dude, I laughed my ass off. It was hilarious. But, you know, he came back on the next play and threw a touchdown to Godwin. But, I mean, I think that's where this Tampa Bay offense is right now, that they're in a comfort zone where, like, they feel like we're good enough that we should be scoring on every goal-to-go situation. And I think mm-hmm. that just kind of is telling about how their offense is going into this postseason. They're yeah, clicking. 100%. They're clicking they're right ascending. now. Yeah, they're ascending and coach likes them to uh, to make some noise here in the playoffs. Maybe we'll do a futures podcast next week. We'll just take the final eight teams. That's how many are going to be left, right? Eight, and we'll kick around some futures. I think that'll be good. Closing stats, closing thoughts, Washington, 4.8 yards per play. Only team in the NFL worse this year, the New York Jets, 4.7 yards per play. Sharp football stats, I like their stats, but uh, success rate, overall success rate, 28th in the NFL, 28th pass success rate. Just hitting on all the points that we've hit on already, it would be a minor miracle for them to win this game. But hopefully I don't fall into a Tom Brady scenario, not the, the worst play ever, but hopefully this isn't the worst fucking bet ever and that we get this one home. So <laughs> should we move on to Sunday, Chicago and New Orleans? New Orleans right now, 10-point favorites. I've seen it as low as 8.5. I saw an 8.5 at FanDuel, I believe, Monday morning. I've seen it as high as 10 and a half, 10 and a half right now, a bet online, but you get plus money on that. I'd rather take the 10. I'm not going to screw around with that uh, 10 and a half. And then over under 47, it was 48 JJ. I know that we both have the under 48 in this game. I don't know if it's going to get back there or not. I do like the under in this spot. Anybody want to lead us off here? I mean, the easy pick is, you know, new Orleans. Uh, You could tease this thing. If you really want to the real square play, and I know that 10 point teasers are square plays, but I feel like I hit like 90% of my 10 point teasers. But if there's things that you really want to do it, you could even do, you know, New Orleans and put Cleveland into a 10 point tease. I'm not recommending that at all because I could see <laughs> Steelers winning that by 20. But uh, what are we thinking here? Who wants to start us out? I'm going to be a bad host and not point it to anybody. I'll just, I'll just echo your thought there by saying that I have the under as well, 48, like you said. I'm, Again, like last week, going against the, you know, the Chicago as being a point uh, generator, whether it be on their offense or their defense for that matter. Um, And I really like New Orleans' defense. Now, in watching the game last week against Carolina, um, you know, they played to that um, under fairly well. But they also had to rely on a couple end zone interceptions, you know, off of Teddy Um, so to a degree, you know, they turned them over in some, in some legitimate scoring positions. They're going to have to do that again against the bears offense. Um, that is obviously a step, um, above Carolina to a degree, um, from what we just saw, but I think, you know, all the things line up towards, uh, the saints being in their element and taking care of business on defense. I'll be honest with you guys of all the games this weekend. I think I'm looking forward to this game the least, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just that Chicago Mitchell Trubisky could it be just just a boring (laughs) seven seed. Like I'll take the Colts as a seven seed over Chicago as a seven seed. I don't even know if I'd rather have Arizona in this spot because I'm not big on Arizona. I'd rather have, I don't know, 
I was about to say Minnesota because they they can have that high powered offense, but I don't want to have Kirk Cousins. Could you imagine seven seed Minnesota? No I know what happened. I'd bet against Kirk Cousins here, and then I'd lose my bet. And then he'd so, screw you. Yeah, so I'm happy <laughs> that he's not in this game because I'd lose regardless. Coach, anything to add there? Uh, I'm 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 with you guys on it. I this is the least comfortable, fun, enjoyable, and even confident game from a betting perspective, right? Because, you know, they did play earlier in the year, uh, very, you know, November 1st. Uh, it was a close game. I think they they pulled it out. Oh, forgot about fight. that. In Chicago, right? Yes, it was in Chicago. They like won by six in overtime. Oh, okay. Three in overtime, sorry, okay. the Saints did. Um, you know, Drew Brees played in the cold. You know, doesn't have to do that this go around, but you know, 31 or 41 for 280 yards. The Chicago defense was playing much better then um, than than they have as of late. Uh, not that they've been playing terrible, but they were playing some pretty good ball um, at that point. So, you know, big picture for me is I'm staying away from this game. You know, I may look at some live stuff. You know, say say Chicago starts with the ball, right, and goes down and gets a touchdown. It's like I'll probably hit a Saints live line um, just because. Yeah. But other than right. that. You know, I, I will say I do like uh, overs, though, in this game for player props, right? I, I do think there's some value in the players because the Saints offense is extraordinarily predictable, extraordinarily. Like, and I say this, I had Alvin Kamara as an example on my uh, fantasy team until Taysom Hill completely ruined that season for me. Thank you very much. Um, but you, he was getting his 50 to 60 yards rushing and his 50 to 60 yards receiving every week. And he had those blow up games, right? But that was his like baseline minimum most of the time. Um, I can very easily see him doing that. And it's not even that Chicago can game plan for him because they're middle linebackers, Danny Trevathan. You know, he has lost a step since his Denver days. Um, so I'm going to be looking at, I don't have one off the top of my head, but I'm going to be looking at player props when they come out, um, you know, for, the, for this game. I, I do think there's some money to be made there. Well, please keep us posted on what player props you play. And hopefully not too many things go over because if too many things go over, that probably means my under is going to lose Sorry, the under 48. <laughs> so hopefully that, that doesn't happen. Hopefully uh, I just uh, will probably more than half pay attention to this game, but you know, have dinner that's at four forty time slot, watch this game, get an easy under saints, move on. Maybe like you said, to your point, coach saints live line, Yanni, anything else to add or least favorite wow. game of the weekend? Probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that I'm super hyped to to watch this one either, but I, I will say what makes talking sports betting and, and sports fun is you can have varying opinions. And I'm a little bit on the other side on this one here. And God damn it. You know what, though? It, it, but here's the thing. You guys have the, the, good. you guys have the correct play, right? I, I'm taking, again, more the square route here. So I, I think if, uh, you know, if you're on the fence, your guys play certainly makes more sense um, with the under there. And again, I know it's sitting at 47 right now. Um, I, I actually like the over here. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. I think New Orleans is going to score a lot of points in this game. Um, and I could be wrong because I thought they were going to light Minnesota up a year ago. And we talked about what happened in that game, right? I mean, they laid an egg and couldn't get their offense going and, you know, ended up with what, 20 points, barely getting to 20, you know, to send it to overtime there. So um, I, I could be wrong. And I will say I'm a little bit nervous about, you know, what they did last year and certainly their playoff history. A lot of that is bad luck. Um, but I, I think they're going to score a lot. And I actually think they're going to roll. I think the bears are, the worst team in the playoffs. I think they're substantially worse than Washington. I think they're substantially worse wow. than, than the Browns. Wow, yeah. I mean, 
I, I really do. I mean, I, to Ooh. me, they're to me, they realistically are a five and eleven type team that managed to get into the playoffs. You know, their schedule is relatively soft. Um, you know, I know they they won some close games, and I know Trubisky played pretty well. They got David Montgomery going down the you know the second yeah. half of the season there, which was huge for them. Um, but I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball in this game. I think New Orleans defense is going to be able to shut them down. I think they're going to force Trubisky to throw, um, which I don't think that's going to be good. But, you know, in terms of the over, Bears are either going to convert some plays or it's going to go the other direction. New Orleans is going to score a lot. So I like New Orleans with the big number here. Um, as much as I hate that, because this one definitely you talk about not liking the back door. The back door is probably going to be wide open for the Bears in this game. Um, and that's a little scary, obviously. But I like the Saints. I like the over, but I I think this is just one of those ones where we won't see a repeat of what New Orleans did last year. I think they're going to take it to them. I I really do. If they take it to we're good, D. That's what I was about to say. If they take it to them, I hope it's 41-3. 35-10. We've mentioned that score like eight times in this podcast so far. (laughs) 35-10. 35-10. Sign me up. As long as it's 35-10. Keep saying it. Sign me up. 35-10. Speak it into existence. No, no backdoor covers. If it's a backdoor cover for the Bears, great, as long as it's 35-10. So if it's 35-3 and they score a touchdown, great. Let's go. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I do like that under less and less. I'm not even going to make an argument for the under because it's uh, going to go against everything that you guys said. And I, at this point, I don't like it that much either, JJ. No, listen, you, you guys are on the right side with the under there. I, I like I it. Firm, I firmly believe it. I just kind of like I was saying, gut feeling with Tampa Bay, just absolutely rolling. Same thing here. Gut feeling for me is New Orleans is going to have their way with this game. I, I just, I really feel that that's going to happen. But again, from a sports wagering perspective, that's why I haven't bet this game because right. my gut is telling me the opposite of what the correct play is. And I believe like you guys say, the correct play here is the under. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to go with your gut. The path to the under here, JJ would be saints, go saints up, D. saints, saints go up, saints D they grind it out. They're running the ball. You know, it, it's just a grinded out game. It's 27, 10 late and you're grinding out, grinding out. And hopefully you don't get too much garbage time. And hopefully, you know, you yeah, exactly. That Trubisky this one's guaranteed to have a first drive, opening drive touchdown. Pretty much that wouldn't make me feel up. too good about the under either. But that's how so it's going to we... Well, that's, what, <laughs> that's why I said it. It's going to happen. Sucks it to happened you, last sir. week too. Least least confident bet of the weekend, but there are plenty of other bets that we've talked about on both of these segments that I'm very confident in, and I thank you guys for talking me through it. Let's uh, just, just go through all of these teams real quick, all the teams that we talked about, and I can rehash it again, but – Team most likely to get to the Super Bowl of all the teams playing here. So can't put in Green Bay of all these NFC teams. Is it Tampa? Is it New Orleans? Is it Chicago? Coach, we'll start with you. I think I know your answer, though. I, th- I think everybody knows my answer, right? Uh, so it, it's Tampa Bay. I, I laid it out last week, and I'll, I'll quickly do it again. Uh, that defense is ascending. That offense is ascending. The defense matches up well across the board with any team they play. Uh, especially one of the biggest blows of the Packers is they lost their starting all pro left tackle um, actually shortly after we did our podcast last week. So when you look at that and you tie in, you know, all of the quality that the Bucks have been bringing week to week and as they've been growing their team and, and to Yanni's point, they expect to score. Now you could see in the beginning of the year, they were trying to figure it out. Brady wasn't overly comfortable. The offensive line was still trying to figure Brady out. You know, you, you look at all those things and then you go, well, look at them now. They're putting up those points. They're stopping people where they need to. The running game's gotten going. Um, so I'm, I'm all about the Bucs. 
All about there. the Bucks, JJ. And coach, coach did a pretty good job of trying to convince me with our, when we recorded last week and uh, listened to it again. I, I mean, you made some really good arguments. I'm still going to stick with the Saints. I really like their defense, um, but yeah, I can't. It's it's hard to argue against you with with Tampa. <laughs> I get that a lot, except for from my wife. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yanni, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I so neutral field. I would like the Saints. I would take the Saints, but having to go to Lambeau, um, kind of like JJ said, Coach sold me. I think Tampa is more equipped to go into Lambeau and beat that team than New Orleans is. Neutral field, I give you the Saints. In Lambeau, I, I got to go with Tampa. It's going to be very interesting because if everything holds pat in this first round, we would get Tampa Bay at Green Bay in the second round, correct? If Tampa mm-hmm. Bay wins that game, they would have to go into New Orleans. I think that Tampa Bay can definitely win that game. Do I see them pulling out both in a row? I'm going to say no. So I'm going to go with New Orleans at this point. They haven't beat the Saints yet. This they year. haven't beat the Saints. And nope. that's my next point is yeah. that I was going to say it's hard to beat a team three times, but they, they've handled the Bucks pretty pretty easily in those two times. I mean – it's a different game this time around. And it is. The, yeah. And the last time they played was that Sunday night game where, I mean, the Saints were just bashing them and the Bucs just mounted it. And this will be a different, you know, case. But I think that it's going to be tough for the Bucs to do that three road games in a row. So I'll take the Saints. But I think that both teams, very good teams, wouldn't be shocked if either of them are in the Super Bowl. And my pick is not the Chicago Bears. So we're not going to have no. the Bears in the Super Bowl. Anything but the Chicago Bears. Like Yanni said, they very well could be a 5-11 and 11 team that got to 8-8, eight and eight and they're just lucky to get in. So, all right. Good stuff, guys. Appreciate it, as always. Any closing thoughts? Any, you know, closing comments? Closing thoughts of life? Well, I keep being told uh, I'm a good arguer for the Bucks, so hopefully not too many people listen to me because now I'll feel bad if they don't do well. Just kidding. <laughs> no, truly, truly right on those Bucks. I think it'll make people some good money. All right. We'll leave it at that, fellas. I appreciate it. Talk soon. All right. Good luck. Be good. Okay, everyone.